Welcome to the Harry Podcast, where ancient wisdom meets everyday life. I'm Tom, and I'm here to guide you on this journey. In today's episode, we're delving into the magic of trusting yourself. We'll explore what it means to truly commit to yourself and reflect on those moments of self-doubt that shape our journey. We are not here to delve into mysticism or complicated concepts. We are here to keep it real, natural and relatable. So whether you're on your morning commute, sipping tea at home or just out for a walk, this conversation is for you. So the magic of trusting yourself. First of all, let's define what self-trust is. We'll also discuss how to recognize self-betrayal. And last but not least, I want to share some techniques and some habits to implement in your life in order to nurture self-trust. So self-trust is different from self-confidence. Uh, self-trust is actually the action of committing to yourself. Um, this is the foundation of self-transformation. So have you ever, you know, faced a time in your life when you realized you needed a change? Like something you've been doing for a long time, you always knew it was a problem, but it it's becoming now like a, a huge issue, like a, a point of no return. You have to take action to fix it. I'm sure probably all of us already experienced that uh, during childhood or teenage or now if you are an adult listening to this podcast. It definitely happened to me uh, in a big way. And that was the one transformation that put me on a completely different track in life. Before that, I was a completely different person. I was still me, but... A very different version of myself, I would say. And since then, things change radically. And that's what I want to share with you throughout this, this podcast. So I don't want to share everything today, right? I just want to keep things organized and structured because doing this podcast, I also want to implement more discipline in my life. So For that, I decided that each episode would focus on a tiny portion of a whole system that I've now embraced and uh, that I'm using on a daily basis. So before we delve into self-trust, I want to define a term that I will use very often, which is autopilot. So autopilot is basically letting your subconscious lead the way. And the subconscious is not a bad thing. I see it as a, an organic computer that is programmable and only programmable by yourself, right? So even when you would think that external influence can program your subconscious, it's actually you who writes the program. So you receive information You filter it, you, analyze, uh, you, you, know, you do your analysis, and then you decide what you keep and what doesn't stick, right? 
you you still you you're still the master you're still the boss here you are the one choosing even if if it's not a hundred percent conscious you are the one deciding to take or reject information um, and to save it in your subconscious or not some things happen without outside of your control but most of the things you can still control otherwise we would all be the same like let's say a thousand person uh, live the same life we will have a thousand clones well it's not the case right because we all make different choices etc so autopilot is literally every time you let subconscious take control of your actions which is necessary because it's impossible to remain completely conscious all the time active consciousness requires a lot of energy requires a lot of focus self-awareness and even though my personal goal is to be aware most of the time i know it's impossible to remain self-aware all the time we need some rest and this rest is only possible thanks to our subconscious so we can just delegate things to our subconscious mind which is super powerful like it can save uh, you know an infinity of information automate things and allow us to just relax and we will still breathe we will still our heart will still beat you know we would still function we will still be able to go about our daily drive, work, do a lot of things without having to think about that. But we need to strike a balance between active consciousness and autopilot. And so how do we activate active consciousness on a regular basis? Well, this is where self-trust kicks in, right? Um, a great example I wanted to share with you that is pretty profound because it's been a huge issue all through all my life until today and I'm still, you know, working on it because it's never over. Like you always have to check in with yourself to make sure you're still aligned uh, with your goals and your trajectory, like your ideal trajectory, um, in your pursuit of happiness, of the best version of yourself. Self-trust is really a three-step process. The first step being self-awareness of all self-realization. When you become aware that there is a problem that needs to be fixed. The second step is to say, okay, today I'm taking action. I'm fixing it for good. So I know, for instance, for me, that the, that big issue was me being overweight, not finding a way to remain in shape on the long run. I tried different diets, I did sports, I did everything you know that could come to mind and never worked for me. Until one day where I became really sick and felt really bad and I was depressed, I believe, back then. Although I was happy in other areas of my life, like in love, at work, everything was going great, but I wasn't feeling 
good in my body. I was not myself. I was frustrated with myself. And so that would lead me to be mad at other people around me, my friends, my family, and, you know, being negative overall. And I couldn't stand it anymore. Like I was like, no, something needs to change. And one night we went to the restaurant the, the night before. And during the night, I, I was sick, super sick. I woke up, I was feeling super bad and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I went on YouTube and found a video about the keto diet, like a stop motion, very well made, super clear. I understood everything. I understood the process, how the liver works, what carbs proteins and fat were and how they work together and how important it is to strike a balance and you know what are good fats bad fats etc i learned a lot and i went down the rabbit hole and i was like okay i understand and that makes sense when i look back at how i eat on a daily basis i'm doing almost the exact opposite of that and so i understand the process, how it works and what I should do, like what I should tweak in my habits to see results. So now that I understand and that makes sense and I finally get a sense of what I should do on the long term and the benefits that it seems to, to bring with uh, not only, you know, losing weight, but also feeling better, um, clarity of mind, higher energy. Also, I was envisioning myself in shape and I was like, that would be fantastic. I would feel so great. I will feel capable of doing anything if I can overcome that huge problem that I had for decades, decades, literally decades. If today I can make a change and overcome that, what couldn't I overcome afterwards? So I felt super motivated, although I was sick, you know, and unable to go to sleep. After I watched maybe two hours of YouTube videos on that topic, I started, you know, taking screenshots, taking notes, etc. And the next morning, we woke up with my wife and I told her, okay, I made a decision. I'm going to explain um, and share with you, you know, my findings from tonight, from last night. Um, and, you know, starting... Tomorrow, I want to implement that. Obviously, you don't have to do the same if you don't want to because my wife didn't have this problem, right? Um, but she decided to do it with me, first of all, because she wanted to be supportive. But also, she said that if I'm the only one eating one way and she's still eating the same way as before, that would be super complicated for me because I would be tempted and we'll have to cook you know, different meals every time and that doesn't make sense. And if it's so healthy and if that makes sense, um, she also would benefit from that. Like she wanted also to feel better, clarity of mind, no laziness, more energy, etc., etc. And guys, this is not a podcast about the keto diet. I don't want to promote that. You you might be vegan or vegetarian and that would that probably works for you and that's great. And I respect all diets. I'm not saying the keto diet is the one, um, you know, everyone finds 
his own discipline when it comes to health habits, etc. But for me, that's what worked. So I wanted to share that. But again, I'm not sure that will work for you. Maybe another diet would be more suited for you. That's not the point here, but just the process of realizing this is it. I need to change something before it's too late. And my wife, my wife told me, uh, not on that night, but months before, she, she knew I was not feeling great about my weight, my body, etc. And she told me, Tom, you can do anything you want. You are free. I will always love you. But if one day something happens related to your health, I would be mad at you. Because that's something you can change. That's something you can control. So if you don't do anything about that, fine. But you have to promise that nothing will happen to you because I would be super sad and mad at you because it's under your control. So you are responsible for your health. You are the only one who can do something about that. So please, you know, be aware of that. And so... It hit me hard, like she was right, I knew it. And obviously when you already feel bad and you don't know how to fix things, that can be hard to 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 hear and you don't really know what you should do to you know honor your promise to avoid any health issue related to your being overweight, right? So I just kept that on my mind. It, it was still lingering even during that night. And all of a sudden I was like, yes, she's right. And here is a process, a system that I can try. And I don't want to just be trying. I want to commit to doing it until I see some results. Because if I do that, I mean, logically, it's impossible that nothing else changes. If I start, you know, um, eating a keto diet, there is no way that I wouldn't feel any change in my body, in my mind, right? So even if it's not as spectacular as I would like to, there is there will be some improvement at least. And just the fact to be conscious about what I eat would be a great, great change already. And that can only be beneficial. So let's commit to it. So I decided to do that. We sorted out all our closets. So we eliminated all carbs, like, um, you know, high carbs food, processed food, etc. And we, we went full on like organic raw food, etc. We changed our habits basically. And the results were amazing. I lost 17 kilos in less than one year. My life changed radically. And then, because I was feeling so great, I had a new level of consciousness, a new level of energy, clarity of mind, well-being, self-trust, self, you know, self-confidence. All of a sudden, I started, you know, wanting to achieve more things. We started a lot, a lot of projects that I would never have imagined before. And that fueled, that really fueled my uh, commitment to eating well and being healthy. Because once you lay down the foundation and you start building other projects, 
you start implementing other changes in your life based on this first foundation, then it's solid, like it holds together and it's very hard to destroy it or to damage it, right? So self-trust is a virtuous cycle where you commit to something, you honor your promise, you see the results and from there you gain confidence to start a even more ambitious project on top of that and so on and so forth, right? So that's self-trust. That's how I would explain that. But there is also self-betrayal and, and you can really recognize some signs when it happens. And with, you know, diet is really easy to illustrate. So as soon as you are tempted um, and you start saying, mm, you know, for once, you know, I can have sushis, that's fine. Yes, they, this is high carb, but it's still kind of healthy. Why not? You know, we are meeting with our friends. They want to have sushis. I can have some and tomorrow I resume my keto diet and that will be fine. So you do it once. It's okay. But for those who are on a keto diet and have already, you know, cheated, I would say, and hit carbs, you feel it. Like you feel it. Like you are sleepy. Um, it doesn't feel great afterwards. So you're like, okay, so that was like a 10, 20 minutes uh, instant gratification. But after that, for a couple of days, maybe three days, I was not feeling as energetic or, you know, I kind of fell down, fell back down to where I was before starting this diet in terms of clarity of mind, etc. Of course, I didn't put on put back on all the weight I lost in just one meal, right? But I could feel it in my in my head at least. And so that's the first time you cheat, but then other occasions, there is always occasions or reasons for cheating again. And you said, you know, last time it was not that bad. It, it lasted two, three days of feeling a bit uh, worse, but then everything resumed and everything was fine. So why not? You know, when I meet with friends, it's okay to have a beer or something I shouldn't normally drink. Um, but then I have to resume my diet. So you're like, okay, I'm indulging myself some treats from time to time. That's okay. And I still, to this day, I, I think it's okay. It's not a big deal. But when you start self-betraying because it's still a betrayal if even if it's a, a small one and you are justifying yourself it's still a betrayal once you start that you are actually deceiving yourself so you are still having this conversation with your higher self but trying to convince yourself it's okay and because you you have a logical you know um, explanation for doing that cheating, you know, on your commitment, then it becomes okay, it becomes normal, and you slowly slip to back, back to where you were before and you start putting weight back. It's more and more difficult to stick strictly to your diet. Um, and, you know, it's, it's very hard to stop and to say, okay, now I'm stopping cheating because you... It's your new normal now. So 
basically you you can ruin everything as soon as you recognize some self betrayal signs, right? And once, uh, probably in your friendships, you've already experienced that. Unfortunately, you trust someone, but one day they, you know, they disappoint you, and you're like, okay, I have to forgive. He's or she's my friend. I've always been trusting him or her. So that's a mistake she did or he did. I can accept that for one. But once that happens, even though you want to, you know, forgive and trust anyway, it's harder. And then if you do that repeatedly, then at some point you are questioning this friendship, this relationship and the trust you, you, you have you put in this in this person and it's the same with yourself right if you trust someone you love love it so much like you love yourself so much for being able to commit to to these kind of changes and then you are disappointed by yourself and you deceive yourself repeatedly then it becomes even harder than the first time to trust yourself again so it's very dangerous and uh, it's also hard to to stick to your commitment but there is a real hidden cost of betraying our true self so how do we nurture self trust um do we have strategies that we can implement as you know daily rituals or stuff like that to strengthen our inner bond with ourselves well I can share some uh, personal tricks that actually some of them I've just started implementing, such as journaling. And the way I'm journaling is actually recording this podcast. So I was first, I wanted to just take notes or like, you know, uh, you know, personal notes that I would keep for myself, or I wanted to write articles or, you know, make something out of that, like, not keeping that to myself, but sharing it online so that it could probably inspire some people and, and be useful to, to other people. But writing is not that natural for me. It's really an effort, especially in English, since um, French is my uh, native language, not English. So it's always uh, an extra effort and it was not super natural. And I, I, I didn't see myself capable of committing to writing blog articles on on you know on that like journaling this way wouldn't be efficient for me so instead i i decided to start this podcast and so i'm journaling through this podcast i'm publishing one episode a week to ensure i'm still aligned with my commitments and to nurture self-trust right and by the way since i started this podcast project I also resumed being strict like very strict on my diet and my exercise routine etc so I decided again to resume being trustful to myself another strategy I would recommend is to focus on the process so for instance with that um, diet thing it's not about how many, uh, it was never about how many kilos do I want to lose. Because once you reach that number, what happens? Can you relax and stop doing it because you reach your number? Or 
you know, what, what, what happens? What, what's the sense of having a goal? Like you, the goal is to feel good. And what makes you feel good? It's an ongoing process, right? So you should focus on the process, not any result. If your goal is to be able to, uh, you know, speak in public because you're shy and you don't dare, you don't feel comfortable when facing a group and you don't, you don't know how to speak clearly in public and feeling confident, etc. What is your goal? Being able to do that. But it will not happen this way. Like you will not become able to do that and that's it. You will need to practice it. Like you will need to speak in public for the rest of your life to remain comfortable doing it. So same with the diet. You cannot stop a diet actually. You need to um, implement that as your new way of eating or your new way of speaking in public. Or So don't aim for perfection. Just emphasize the process, right? As long as you see yourself on a, you know, implementing this process, following a process, you'll see improvement um, and you'll see yourself progressing in the right direction. And that's the goal. That's the goal. Life is a journey. So you just want to make sure you're still on your right path, on your journey. It doesn't matter what objectives you want to reach. You just want to get closer to your best self. And so you can have objectives, but it, they are not like grand goals. Like it's not the end all be all because that doesn't exist. So you, you just want your objective should be only the next step, like focus on the next step and the next step and the next step. And don't think that one day you will be able to stop being in this mindset. It's the mindset that will lead you to your best life. And you will take pleasure in doing that. And this is actually one of the key takeaways from this episode. Take pleasure in transformational change. Trust yourself, connect with yourself, chat with yourself, love yourself and love the process. Don't focus too much on the objectives. Objectives are only trajectories, right? Ide ideals that you are aiming for, but you need to know that you will never reach perfection. No one reaches perfection. Stop clicking on YouTube videos promising that you will be rich in three weeks or achieve anything major in your life in three weeks or three steps or six, you know, six months, whatever. No, it's not true. It's not true. You, you don't just snap your fingers and achieve big things. It's a whole process and it's fun and it's lovely and it, it's a game changer when you understand that. The only way to understand that it's to experience it yourself. So I really encourage you to try it for yourself. Once, choose one thing you want to change about you, about your life. Choose one thing. I'm sure you already know what to do about that. Write it down on a piece of paper, on your phone, send, send yourself a message. Maybe it's not in writing. Maybe you should also record a podcast or just a memo or... I don't know, you'll find your own way, but commit to yourself. Try, try it for one thing and let me know what it is. If it's not too personal, I'd love to, to hear back from you and 
get to know you, you know, get to know each other, share our techniques and our experiences. That's the whole point of doing this podcast, right? I want to share my own experience, but I hope I also receive your feedback and experience. And also, if you have any advice or things you, you'd like to talk about or, you know, topics you want me to talk about for the next episodes, I'm all ears. Um, if you want to connect with me, it's really simple. Just go on heru.fm. So H-E-R-U dot F-M and you'll find all my social medias there. The easiest way to connect would be on Twitter or X, should I say. Um, so you can find my, my Twitter there on heru.fm. And I'm looking forward to getting to know each other. Um, that's it for today. In the next episode, we'll chat about intentionality and how intentionality is an infinite loop of positivity. Again, I'm publishing one new episode per week on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. PST, Pacific Time. So looking forward to connecting with you guys. Thank you. And remember to trust yourself. <laughs>